The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. You are now in the Corn Roof Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Corner Free Game. I'm your host, Jerry Clint, alongside my co-host, Matt Ardazzo. We will return to YouTube next week for the 250th episode of the Corner Booth Podcast. 250 episodes of recording is not, um, you know, pregame, the Sunday conversation. The Sunday conversation is fun. Man. I got to bring those back. Those were fun. I would basically sit there and just shoot the shit with a random guest for 45 minutes. It was a bitch to edit, though. So maybe the Sunday conversation might say dead and buried. <sighs> like the Lakers playoff hopes. No, I'm just kidding. Um, um, they still put my Wolves tonight, and uh, my Wolves are eight and a half point dogs. <laughs> who, are, who are they? Uh, who are they not with? Or are we uh, getting into that later? Rudy Gobert is out, and so is Jalen McDaniel. Somebody's got to tell Rudy Gobert when you throw a jab. That kid was going to be a stud. He was going to be a pain in the ass for Anthony Davis. Listen, if you're going to throw a jab at your teammate, make it count. Like he threw it at his chest. What is that going to do? And yes, France, up until about three weeks ago, I I used to insult your country. But the way you guys are taking it to those slime balls at BlackRock and then your government, you guys are my heroes. So yeah. shout out to the people of France for fighting for their freedom. Ow! Um, yeah, Rudy, Rudy Gobert went up to his teammate and just went straight. We we do a little jab. We we. <laughs> and yes, I'm eating rice on the show because yes, I'm drinking a margarita in a wine glass. I just ran two and a half miles for the first time in a year, and I am in decent shape for the first time in my life, but I still have a beer gut. And here's my knowledge. Will I stop drinking? No. Will I start running? Sure. Why not? So, that being said, I'm going to start running before shows. Is it going to make me out of breath before shows? Yeah, but I mean, I used to do like an hour and a half of cardio before shows anyway, so what the hell is the difference? You know what I hated the most about running was when you were done running, and I always had to give myself like a good 20 or 30 minutes to cool off, because if I just went straight into the shower, oh, I know, but if I went straight into the shower and I was done and everything, I was sweating still for like a good 20 minutes after the shower. I didn't sweat that much today. I sweat a little bit, but maybe it's because my, like, shape-wise, I'm good. I mean, I'm a heavy bastard, man. I'm not going to act. I'm I'm a solid 240. The issue was my wind is down and also um, my allergies is kicking my ass. I'm coughing like constantly. So that's why I have the wind, the fan going in the background, everything, right? You know, Matt, I'm feeling optimistic. We're going to bring new uh, music in, obviously, for next week. Let's put a little acoustic cinematic in the background, make this feel nice. Um, so speaking of the movie... Lamar Jackson and the Ravens have been living a movie this offseason. Um, right now, there's still no talk about if they're if the contract's getting done, if he's signing the tender, are they trading them? But they went in lockdown OBJ. Now, this contract has some opt-out years and some uh, dead years, whatever. But they were seen partying together, FaceTiming together. I think this is a good sign Lamar's coming back, at least for this year. Um, I think this definitely makes the Ravens the number two in this division by a landslide. I think they almost were already because I think Deshaun Watson and the Browns are bootay. And this this, this kind of sucks, this music. I feel like I'm in Witcher right now. Yeah, it felt like we were in some weird fucking sci-fi movie. There is that sci-fi sound, but we'll play it later. This is Into Space. Into space, just nice like the, uh, just like the Ravens Super Bowl chances in space. Pigs in space. I love it's, it. It's around. a, it's a lot to unpack. I think with this signing. So first off, one hundred percent, this is a crowd pleasing Lamar Jackson keep you happy signing. 
-hmm. the Ravens are gonna he's not he's he's so this was to also I think ensure that he plays this year because I mean listen you've seen Melvin Gordon Deshaun Watson Le'Veon Bell all want out of their teams and hold out for you know Melvin Gordon held out like 10 games I think it was and the rest held out a year it's not impossible to put out the the possibility that Lamar may have not played this year if he wasn't traded not saying obviously it's what he, he said or anything like that just saying that's just a possibility that he maybe was thinking about sitting out so I think Lamar I mean bringing in Odell Beckham Jake's Lamar happy entices him to play this season I don't think the Ravens are getting rid of him you're not going <clears> to <throat> pay Odell Beckham 18 million dollars and then go get rid of Lamar and pair him with Tyler Huntley because that's not going to work but so I think this is to please Lamar to get him to sign. I mean, also the Ravens desperately need a wide receiver. Like I'm looking down the receivers that Lamar had since he's been in the league in 2018, his best receiver was Michael Crabtree, but that was only for like the handful of games that he played. He had miles Boykin, <clears throat> Willie Sneed, you know, Duvernay, Bateman, Marquise Brown. And now he's got Odell. Demarcus Robinson, Sammy Watkins. You could don't go down the list of who he's had. Now he's got Nelson Aguilar too. But I mean, Odell is obviously the best receiver he's had um, out of that list. So I mean, it'll it'll be interesting. <laughs> Lamar Jackson is not the quarterback that everybody knows to go and sling the ball to his receivers, get them a thousand, fifteen hundred yards every year. So you know, Odell taking that chance on that one year prove it deal. <clears throat> I mean, we'll see if that pans out. It's a it's a heavy wide receiver draft, so obviously I'm not surprised with him taking a one-year deal. I'm just kind of surprised with relying on a quarterback that doesn't throw the ball that much, you know what I mean, to get him to that breakout season to cash in next year. Because I looked down the list. I mean, I think Mark Ingram, Mark Andrews has had 1,300 yards. That was like that it was one time. Um, I, I, I mean, we'll see how it goes. It's – is see if if he throws the ball to to Odell as much as they're gonna hopefully he wants him to. He just has to not run when pressure hits him. My biggest thing is, I'm excited for the new offense. I'm excited, and you know, honestly, I'll say the Aguilar signing. He's a great number three. Yeah, he's fast guy. Bateman's a good two when he's healthy. And Odell, if he plays ten games, is a great number one. <clears throat> Yeah, I, um, they really don't even need a one. No, but they, you know, they they need they needed the receiver. That's why they paid him. The they need him million. to win big games. They don't need him to yeah. beat the freaking Miami Dolphins after Tua goes out with his fifteen thousand concussion. Yeah. They need him to beat the Philadelphia Eagles or the Kansas City Chiefs or the Buffalo Bills on the yeah. road. And I know he had a visit the next day with the Jets, and I know he offered the Jets to match the offer, but the Jets don't need. Odell, if it's a want. Yeah, number they, two receiver, there's no point. Yeah, but he's not needed there, so you're not going to pay him 18 million. So I can see the Ravens doing it. Um, I'm just curious to see how it works. I kind of, I don't know how you feel. I kind of feel like this has Cleveland written all over it in the sense of him having, you know, maybe okay stats. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I see him having a breakout 1500 yard, 10, 12 touchdown season from from the Ravens. I mean, my biggest thing is, like, I look at everything, whether it's from, I don't know. Maybe it's the fact they still got Joe Burr and the boys. Maybe it's the fact that their defense still has a lot of holes in it. Maybe it's also the fact that they still haven't failed the pass rusher yet. Could David Ajobo make a jump this year? I don't know. I think the Ravens need Lamar because there's so many more questions than answers. And it really comes down to, hey, are we going to at least have our franchise quarterback, a number one receiver, a solid uh, cast of characters around him, and make a run at this thing? Because that Ravens team, if Odell is healthy, and they maybe go get a decent draft, that roster is going to win games. Yeah. Well, Lamar needs Odell, so I think it's a good signing for that purpose. He needs a reliable receiver, and as long as he stays healthy, that's going to think it'll work out well. I think they should take a receiver with their first round pick, pair pair Odell and Bateman up with a rookie first rounder like a Zay Flowers or an Addison or whoever might be there for them. Pair them up with Odell and Mark Andrews, and I guess just see what that running back looks like. Get a damn ta- get a damn tackle or guard. I'm sorry. Get somebody to block for Lamar. Spend a second-round pick 
There are so many good receivers in this draft. Once you get past Q and Jackson Smith and Jigma, they're all the same. Go get Josh Downs in the second round to play the slot. You can rotate rotate Nelly in for whoever's hurt that week. <clears throat> and I'm telling you, it's a better I, – I like your idea of burning a first-rounder, but if the Ravens are smart, they're going to go get a tackle or a guard in the first round because they know – if Lamar is as good as they say he is from the pocket, or as he says he is, then fuck it. Put some guys in front of the block. Let's see this dude sling it. Do exactly what the Philadelphia Eagles did with Jalen Hurts. Do not do what the Buffalo Bills did. Say, here's a receiver, but we're not going to fix the running game of the O-line. So we're getting knocked out in the first and second round every year. I'm also on board with them. Uh... I'm also on board with them taking another running back. I'm not sold on the ones that they have on their backfield. None of them are just staying healthy. I haven't seen Dobbins play in like two years, I feel like. At least a full season. They need to go get my boy out of UCLA, Zach Turnblad. He'd be perfect. He's the Gus Bus with a little more wiggle and a little more downhill speed. The Gus Bus. I like that. Dude, Gus Edwards is a doubt. He's a perfect backup halfback in Madden. I also think it's interesting how Odell's, I mean, not, not interesting. I get it, but like, he's got that one year deal. I so I'm just, I'm curious to see what they do with him and Lamar after this year. If it's a one year, are they planning on Lamar like leaving after this year or what they're going to do with them? Um, I, I severely underpaid with that $32 million tag, but, um, I, I think, I think all signs point to like we were saying before he's, there's no way he leaves Baltimore after this. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Well, for this year. I, th- I agree with you, though. I think Odell coming into that offense can make them the best the best number two team in that division. I think Steelers Steelers and the Browns will battle it out for who's going to finish in that, that vacant spot. I don't, I'm not sold on Deshaun. He did not look good down the stretch, in my opinion. Um, he just – I didn't see progression. I thought maybe as time went by, he'd, be, he'd just get back into the rhythm of everything. Um but he just—I didn't see it from him. Um, so I'll see what he looks like next year. I mean, he's got Mari Cooper now. He's got Elijah Moore with that too. So that should be a pretty good offense for him. Um, but Kenny Pickett, I'm still not sold on. I, he's got all these heavy turnovers. Kenny um, INT, baby. I think the Steelers had the better roster compared to the Browns, but I just think Deshaun Watson obviously is a better quarterback. But it's mind blowing how we're saying that now. Yeah. So I think obviously I think it's safe to say you can squeeze the Ravens into at least a wild card spot right now, but I'm giving the Bengals that division, obviously. Uh, my next, uh, I you know what NFC North is gonna be a clusterfuck. It's gonna be like how I picture the a- AFC West was supposed to be, where they all beat the fuck out of each other, but instead like actually might happen. I think it'd be one of those things where the Bengals will go like twelve and five, and the Ravens will come right back behind them at like ten and six. Yeah, yeah. All right. Next up on the list, uh, other two headlines, big ones. Uh, Jeff Akuda is now a member of the Atlanta Falcons. I did not see this coming. And the fact, and to quote our good friend Johnny Maserati in the quarter booth group chat, goes, Wait, what the fuck? A five million, a five, a fifth round pick? What the shit? Yeah, I, I was very. I just didn't see that coming. I there was no news on it. I I just thought they were going to keep him. Um, I didn't hear anything about the Lions not being happy with him. He must have brought up the C word, you know, contract after he had an okay to injured year. <sighs> I thought you were going to say con. <laughs> Matthew, this is uh, okay. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> I just I hear C word, and that's all I think. This is so, not Ted I mean, right, so last last season he was the 40th he was ranked the 40th best cornerback among all corners in 2022. Um uh, he had a very good grade as a tackler with solo tackles at 65 tied for ninth. But other than that, he was he had one interception. He was he was 54th against targets, you know, 50th with receptions allowed with 40. He had an overall grade of 59.4. Not fantastic but i mean the kid's only like like 24 it's i don't know i um very surprised oh former third overall pick and uh is now traded for a fifth round pick uh 
It's a little. That's a. It's a little low. I, I. I thought they could have gotten at least a third or a fourth form if they were really going to trade him, but. Um. But. I'll say this. I think. I think the Jets are taking a corner first now. Yeah, that that now we puts them in line with like. There's no way. Yeah. But why? I guess I guess you know you get rid of them to you know they they I just think there was other positions they could have filled with that or they could have kept them and drafted another one I don't know but uh, so now you got Okuda and AJ Terrell so now they got Jeff Okuda and uh, AJ Terrell and uh, Atlanta Atlanta's looking like a Jesse Bates I mean Atlanta's looking like they made some pretty good moves this offseason so that'll be that'll be interesting to see that cornerback room next year Uh, maybe him as the the cornerback too will be better. Oh, definitely. I think it's going to be a big improvement. Speaking of defense, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Devin yeah. White wants to get traded, apparently. Yeah. I, 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 he's probably one in there like, Baker Mayfield's going to be throwing the ball. I need out. Um, yeah. Call everybody up. See what they want to give you. There's a lot of teams that can use his services. Uh, mine can yeah, yours, mine, and all a lot of fucking teams in this league can use it. He can go to the Cardinals, the Raiders. Some He's got team, cookies. <laughs> some team that desperately needs some pass rush help. Cardinals. Yeah, they're like the linebacker. We need pass rush help. They need that too. They got no Chandler Jones. They lost TJ Watt. They still got Isaiah Simmons. Is he doing anything? Devin White's good in coverage. Uh, he's just a good all-around linebacker. Um, I'd say the biggest thing is, like, uh, he really just needs to just... Bucks are going nowhere fast. This is the first domino to drop. Next thing, next thing you know, it'll be Shaq Barrett wanting out. Yeah, I traded already. He's gone. What? Where did he go? Uh... Texans? Thinking of Shaq Mason. The biggest thing with Devin White that drives me nuts is that I want to see how he is without Lamonte David. Without his leadership. Because if he goes, let's say Philly, let's say he goes to Philly, right? He's now with Nicole Dean, who has played a grand total. Of 28 snaps on defense. Because Nicobe Dean was behind a pro bowler and a solid pro in Kazir White last year. So, listen, I think Devin White will be a perfect fit in Philadelphia. Devin White also playing the Eagles in my Madden Fantasy League. So, perfect. <laughs> All right. Well, anything else on Devin White, Matt, before we move on? No, I just, I, this is just caught me right off guard. I mean, listen, he's got 20 and a half career sacks, 313 solo tackles. I mean, like, like you said, he's going to fit into any team that really needs his services. The Philly would be a fantastic fit just to get that defense back on track with some of the losses they've had. Um, so I love Devin White to Philly if that were to happen. Um, and I expect the trade market to heat up quick, unless it's a draft day trade. You never know. We saw AJ Brown and Marquise Brown go in the draft, so we could see Devin White go in the draft too with the with somebody's uh, maybe later round pick in the first round or something. Uh, Philly has a couple of those, right? I think you're muted. I think you're muted. Oh, muted. Damn it. Well, uh, you know, draft day, we always see three or four stars get moved. So it's perfect timing. But speaking of on the move, moving on. It's baseball time. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, don't look now. We're almost two weeks into baseball season. And the Arizona Diamondbacks are in first place in the NL West. And have won more games this year. Then they have last year, or no, same amount of wins this year as they did all of last year against the Dodgers. They only played two series against them. They don't play again until August, which is hysterical, by the way. Uh, they have a game against Nightford against the Brewers or 70 Broadway. That leads it off. Brewer. So we're going to do our top five surprises, good and bad. We can You can kind of split them how you want. I'm going to do three good, two bad. Um, my first two good surprises are playing each other tonight, Diamondbacks Brewers. The Brew Crew, good pitching. Timely hitting, and they're just not making errors on defense. 
They're just they're just good. They're just playing sound solid baseball. Arizona just hits the ball. <clears throat> they're winning. I think they I think they put up forty runs against the Dodgers already this year, thirty five, something absurd. <clears throat> they put up twenty something runs this weekend on them, and it's I'm like this is mind boggling. And it's not even with a ton of power. I think the most home runs of the team, I think, is uh, Evan Longoria is too. Mm-hmm. By the way, great signing by Arizona, by the way. Dude's like, dude's loving that thin air, man. He's cranking the ball. Um, my biggest thing is that I absolutely love the fact that all these young guys on the Diamondbacks roster are just dinking and dunking. And the shift... The, the Diamondbacks were one of those teams that always got killed by the shift. Every time I, I watched probably 40 Diamondbacks games last year, and every time I watched, I would literally be like, oh, fucking shift. Fuck the shift. Fuck the shit. Like, I'd be so mad. Now the stupid fucking shift is gone. I absolutely love this. Are you kidding me? My team is taking full advantage. Pitching-wise, I'm a little worried because it took until our third start to get Zach Galen to actually throw a shutout, but he did. Um, Merrill Kelly goes tonight. Now, if we could just cut Madison Bumgarner, I'd be the happiest man alive. But for other baseball, uh, my last two, my last three, uh, my other pleasant surprise is the freaking, I'm not, just, uh, lost for words. My, my brain just shut off. I was going to say the Ray Orioles, but I was like, nah, they're, they're, at, they're, they're tied five and five. It's the Tampa Bay Rays, guys. 10 and oh. They're just playing solid baseball. It's a bunch of, like, mediocre guys and Wander Franco and Randy Arozarena. And it's fun. They're a fun team to watch. They have the most loaded pitching staff. They have three guys on ice, and they still have the best pitching staff in baseball right now. Now, I want to see if they try to move one. They have a one differential plus 58. That's insane to me. How about this? For, how about this for a run differential being bullshit? Um, the LA Dodgers, who are in third place, have a run differential of plus twenty-four. The Arizona Diamondbacks, who have th- who have four five wins against them this year, have a run differential of zero. Uh, we also have. Also, can I just say we're going to talk about him in about five minutes? But we talk about how awesome it is seeing the Pittsburgh Pirates play with a little energy this year. Yeah. I know they're not going to make the playoffs, but the fact that like they're playing with some serious energy, Brian Reynolds is playing like an MVP candidate, and when he comes back, uh, crap, O'Neal O'Neal Cruz, blank his name for a second, who's like the six seven shortstop, who's a freak of nature, that team might win the NL Central next year, or at least they're going to compete for a wild card spot. I wouldn't say win because you know still have the um, the Brewers and the Cards. But it's going to be fun. Uh, disappointments. Uh, I, I'd say off the rip. I mean, I, I'm not going to call the Cardinals because the Cardinals, they're just they're the Cardinals, man. They're going to find a way to make the playoffs. And they've got one of the best young players in baseball in Jordan Walker. Um, I'd say Seattle 4-7 because they have such a loaded roster. They have one of the best young outfielders in baseball in, Jose, in Julio Rodriguez. And last night they got lit up. Well, they didn't get lit up. They got beaten in extra innings. I'm like, my brain's flipping scores right now. But I don't know. And the other one, I I guess I'll say is the New York Mets for having the highest payroll in baseball. They're only six and five. Yeah. I I just you know like and their pitchers look are getting shelled. And they're get they're not like it. They're it looks like they're rushing the team and they're no they're in the bullpen. No, not at all. I don't know. It's I. I somebody's asking me. It's like, what do you think about the? Why you talk about this on the show? I said, who do you think wins the NL East? I'm like, it's the Phillies and Braves. The the Mets might not even make the playoffs because the problem is out west. You got two good wild card teams. In the Central, you got at least one or two. So it, the cookie crumbles. The Mets aren't going to. The Mets, unless they win the division, might not make the playoffs. So. Um, those are my five biggest surprises this year, Matt. How do you feel? Uh, I'm loving baseball. I wish I could watch it. I have to uh, I have to do some things that I can't say on the air to see if I can get some of these games because um, I don't have Yes on my TV and every other channel that plays the game blacks it out because it's in market. So I have to find out about some how to market things. I got you. Don't worry. So, uh, so my, my my 
I've got a, I don't know, some surprises. Obviously, you, you got to go with the uh, the Diamondbacks. I mean, they're playing some really good baseball. They're seven and four. They're in first place. We talked about this on the show. Um, you know, when the off season that they were going to just get better. They had a good draft. They had a good. Um, they had a. I feel like they showed promise last year. Like obviously they weren't going to do anything last year, but I feel like there was promise was shown that they were heading in the right direction. Similar to what the Orioles are doing, everything's starting to click and they're getting their their feet wet. But they're really taking it to the next level this year. So I got the Arizona as a big surprise to me in a good way. First place in that division over the Dodgers and the Giants and the Padres. So that's always a really good thing for them. I was going to uh, say Philly. if you want, we could do a corner booth account for the uh, ML- for uh, MLB extra innings. Oh man. <laughs> Uh, so then another surprise for me is, is Glaber Torres of the Yankees. Um, this was a guy that was just a phenomenal rookie. You know, when he came up for those three seasons, I want to say he was seeing his 38 home run season was just lighting it up. And I thought he was just the fucking <clears throat> second baseman of the future for us. And then we ruined him and just said, you're so good. We're going to fucking destroy you and put you at short, even though he's a natural shortstop in the prospect realm. So I didn't understand that, but now he's back at second. And he's got a 587 on base percentage, a, a 1.247 OPS. He's got a 387 batting average. He's got 10 walks already, five stolen bases, and he's only struck out three times in 41 plate appearances. Mm-hmm. Um, this was from a few days ago, so all these stats got to obviously be updated. Now he just knocked in another RBI this year or this game, but he's having a, a phenomenal start to the season. This is a whole new Glaber that I've seen. So that surprises me. Arizona surprises me. Um, <clears throat> on the not so surprised part, the the very opposite of that. I'm um, looking at Philly. I mean, the reigning Super Bowl, you know, contenders sure. for the National League Super Bowl. I mean, World wow. Series. We're still yeah. the reigning World Series contenders for the National League are four and six. They added Trey Turner. They already had. I mean, I know they lost Reese Hoskins. I think he was hurt before, but I mean, I'm just a little. You know, they went 0 and 4 to start the season off. I'm pretty sure until they had won their first game. So I'm very surprised that they're off this very slow yeah. start. Um, Houston's another one. I mean, looking you're looking at Houston to another team that's off to a slow start. They're third in the division, five and six behind the Angels and the Texas Rangers. Texas Rangers are in first place. When's the last time we've ever seen the Texas Rangers in first place? You know, over over all those guys. LA usually is in it for like a month until they get knocked out, but the Rangers are slowly getting better. I mean, they, you know, you've got DeGrom, you still got Seeger and Simeon. Um and so they're 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 building something nice down there. Um it's is it too good to be true? It's a little early to tell. Um so those are two little disappointments. Um, I've got two surprises, two disappointments. My third surprise is the historic start to the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, they're off to a 10-0 start. That's the best they've ever had to start of their franchise. It's also, you know, they've got between, I think it was runs scored <clears> in that time frame. Just everything that they're doing is is breaking historical records for that franchise for a start. Um, not going to talk about how easy their schedule was, you know, when they're playing like the nationals and the athletics and everybody. So, but anyways, but they're off to a 10 to no start they're, They always give the American league East trouble. Um, so those are my three surprises and my two disappointments so far. There you go. I love it. All right. My biggest, one thing I also want to talk about is like the fact is that like, I'm waiting for the MLB, MLB, um, stream to like, MLB.tv to drop the price, but Maddie, I got to sign for you. Don't worry. <clears throat> Gotcha. Be my ass. Listen, all I know is we better have um, we if they do a mid uh, a mid a mid season sale, I think you they should go splitsies because like they're gonna shut down all the sites again by like they do this every All Star break they find out they 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 like do a deep dive. I don't have, last year like the, he who will not be named a former host of ours found me like fourteen different links. I looked up all of them. But there's a certain way to get around it, um, so I will. I'll send it to you. But um, yeah, no, uh, MLB baseball is so much fun this year. I watched a lot of D-backs games. Even when I was on the watch the games, I watched the highlights and MLB.tv, MLB YouTube. By the way, shout out to the fellows at MLB YouTube. They just put the highlights out there. Nice seven, good nice seven minutes to start my day off watching Diamondbacks win. So far, four days in a row, rolling like that. But. Uh, Hopefully we're going to five tonight, boys. Keep it, keep the heat going. Oh, uh, speaking of the heat, shout by out the way. Yeah, oh, let's go. I was, was going to say before we end that, I want to just do a quick shout out to this, this beautiful baseball player, Franchi Cordero. I don't know where the 
fuck Brian Ca- uh, Brian Cashman just pulled this out of his ass. He does it every year. Glaber with uh, Gio Rochella, DJ LeMayu, Matt Carpenter. And this year it's Franchi Cordero. The man has three home runs, 10, 10 RBIs already, about six or seven hits. Um, and he's got a, I believe he's got a batting average of almost about about 300 so this 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 fucking guy came off the street with a one million dollar major league deal and it's just tearing it up so i just want to say shout out to brian cashman and franchi cordero on the mlb side speaking of the heat it's uh time to talk a little basketball mr brain take it away I, I love that sound effect. I think I'm going to put that on the show full time when we talk basketball. That's fucking amazing. Um, shout out to Mike Breen for being like the best NBA announcer ever. I'll hit him and Marv Albert. It's just no contest. <clears throat> anyway, so uh, playing game for the Heat, and I think the Hawks kicked off already. Uh, shout out to my, our boy Stacy and his Atlanta Hawks fighting the good fight uh, against Jimmy Buckets and the fellas down there in South Beach. Team Rachel Nichols. Uh, <laughs> Remember, that was the best story of all time. Uh, so I was, um, I guess I'll take the heat in this one. I just think the Hawks are like that. A uh, Hawks are Hawks, and they're going to be that in-between team for the next 10 years anyway. They're it, That's what they are. They're that middle-of-the-road eighth seed, seventh seed. Even when they were the number one seed, they found a way to fucking lose. Um, yeah. Yeah, no. I You know, good, you listen, Trey Young's an entertaining shooter, but... I, I I got the heat in this one. I think the heat rolled yeah. right into the It's almost as if like the Hawks are just they get like you said they get to that like just that top seed potential and they're like you know like uh, what are, what let's try this to fuck this up and then they do and they're like oh cool that worked let's let's try this next time I I have a soft spot for the Heat because I love Jimmy Butler um, so I got the Heat winning this one as well. Um, in the other game we've got my Timberwolves versus the. Uh, Los Angeles LeBrons, uh, a bunch of XT Wolves are on that uh, are on that uh, squad. No Rudy Gobert, as I said earlier in the show. Uh, no J- um, Jalen Noel, but we got the two guys that matter most, man. Cat's healthy, and Edwards is healthy. Mike Conley's healthy. Kyle Anderson's healthy. Is it going to be a rough game? Yes, but do we have the three guys who are the most essential to our team success playing on the court tonight? Yes, Mike Conley deserves a gold medal for what he's done to that Timberwolves locker room. He did what Patrick Beverly said he was doing, but actually did it. Um, my biggest thing right now with this game tonight is that we are looking at... Listen, I'm picking the Timberwolves and Edwards. I said preseason to Kelsey. If you're ever going to make the jump to be a top 10 player in this league, this is the game you have to win. Him and Cat are both top 20 players in this league. Cat, if you ever wanted to prove you belonged as a big man, a top big man, take Davis to school. And Ant, I know you want that smoke with LaFraud. Go after him, man. Come on. Come on, Ant, man. You got this. That's my pump up to our Wolves. And also, Dinosaur Conlon, let's get you a chip, baby. Uh, it's gonna be a really ah oh, man. I wish this game was pick the damn Lakers. I don't care. No, no, I'm I'm t- I, Lebron's what enough. I'm, I'm you know I, every year you just see Lebron's name in the well, playoffs. Rooting like, for my you, team is one thing, but I mean I oh if you're gonna bet anything tonight, bet the over on Towns' threes and bet the over on Edwards' points. Oh, yeah. and and uh, bet the over on Anthony Davis' rebounds. I'm going to go with the Timberwolves on this one. I want a little bit of different variety in there. I mean, when's the last time we've seen the Timberwolves start to just wreck some havoc in the playoffs? Last year until John Morant started getting a bunch of bullshit calls. Oh, by the way, the winner of this series plays the fucking Grizzlies again. Yeah, maybe. I mean, listen, I want that smoke. Because we have the stifle tower when he's the, the, the punchy Frenchman. Back, uh, we don't get Jalen Noel back until we like make the finals. We don't get Nas Reed back until we make if we made the finals. We got Luke Garza, who's like the MVP of the uh, G League. Thirty two, thirty two a night. I would much rather see the Timberwolves give the Grizzlies everything they got than the Lakers give the Grizzlies everything they got. Yeah, because so give... it's like you're it's like you're rooting for like Doctor Doom to fight Doc 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 Octopus, or not Doctor Doom. It's like you're rooting for the vulture to fight Doc Ock. It's like I hate both of you. Just so many kill, one of you kill yeah. each other already. 
neither of any of these teams playing are going to go to the you know the finals but i would love to see the wolves at least knock off the lakers yeah right um tonight tomorrow's games are why am i drawing a blank on this i know in the west you have sga and the thunder taking on the uh pelicans and brandon mm-hmm. ingram who's played a phenomenal year by the way <clears throat> phenomenal and then you have bulls raptors so we'll start with uh bulls raptors and my boy zachy levine who do you think is going to take the dub to, uh in that game Ah, uh, it's it's uh it's easy. It's one sided. There is no competition to this game. It's the Chicago Bulls, and it's the Chicago Bulls only. Give me Zach Levine, Demar Derozan, and the Bulls to win that game. Nice. I am also taking the Bulls. I love their scoring. I love the fact um that. They just their their energy. I just think the Raptors they had that one and done series and they kind of hang around the air. Uh, they just, they kind of just hang around. I, I guess that's the best way to put it. But I, I don't know. They just hang around. They're like a mid two. They're the they're the Hawks. They're another Hawks team. So I I, I don't know. I, I what do you what do you think about the I think your uh, mic cut out again. Um, yeah, no, I got the Bulls over the. I got the Bulls winning that game for the seven o'clock one. Um, you're looking onto the next one with OKC and the Pelicans. Uh, ah, damn, that, that's a tough game. I, I like I like OKC, but the the inside of me says to go with the Pelicans with the home team with this one. I feel like I'm gonna just I'm gonna take Zion and the Pelicans with this one over OKC. So yeah, I got the I got the Bulls and the Pelicans winning uh, night two of their matchups advancing. Nice, very nice. I have the Pelicans as well. I think SGA and the boys down there in Oklahoma City are playing phenomenal basketball. They are rebuilding and being just fun. But the problem is. Is that I that Pelicans team without Zion is still fucking loaded. Um, they're gonna get at least in. Are they gonna get absolutely bum rushed by the fucking uh Jazz? Probably, but you know, hey, you made it. Good job. Yeah, you get a good yeah, that- score. The fan in me wants to be like, ah, go go, go with KC, but I'm like, the heart's like, mm, go the home team on this one. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Moving on to our final section, the main event, the meat and cheese of this sandwich. I fucking love Gus Johnson. <laughs> I think that might have, I might have to edit that down, but I think that might be our new football intro. Oh boy, I like that. I, I'm really I'm, I'm taking a play a play out of the uh, the boys over at Crafter. By the way, check if you haven't checked out the show that we're recording. About right now, as we speak, they're doing a live show. It should be on their YouTube and on their uh, iTunes feed. Go check them out. They are friends of our show. They come on our show all the time. I go on their show occasionally. They want to bring a mat on at some point. They are good dudes. So, um, with that in mind, let's push up the let's push up the pace. Let's get a little uh, rock music here. We're talking draft. This is how it rolls, baby. All right, we're starting with edge rushers. We're going five through one. I've got one honorable mention because I can't help myself. I took notes, ladies and gentlemen. I put a applause on, but I'm a professional. So, that being said, we're starting off at West Point. Dude, Andre Carter II. Bear in mind, it's against a lot of service academies and the AAC teams, but 6'7", edge rusher, very athletic, decent coverage. Not terrible, okay? You know, he looks fun. There's a lot of other good edge rushers, I think, but I just had to give him a nod because he, he he was given a shot, um, you know, go entering the draft, and they kind of let it slide. Uh, they gave him an amendment. But number five, Lucas Van Ness. And ironically, me and Matt went to a college with a guy named Lucas Van Ness who was also 6'7". Um, or actually, no, he was 6'11", actually. Um, either way, Lucas Van Ness out of Iowa, crazy big defensive end. Um, uh, six seven two two sixty five, big mother. I okay. So I circled a couple things. 
absolute nightmare with his hands. Like, the dude's hands fighting skills are impressive. Can bull rush and come off the edge with speed. One thing that bugged me, though, is he only got 17 reps in the bench press. My record's 22, and I'm half his size. Uh, four, five, eight. Running the 40, though. That's not bad. Um, I think he's going to need to find it. He kind of reminds me of, uh, freak athlete, good bull rusher. I, I, I want to say, like, a Carlos Dunlap kind of, yeah, he's, he's, he's an athlete. He's big. He's fast. <clears throat> or like a poor man's Nick, Bo- a, a poor man's Joey Bosa. Like a faster, yeah, less like strength, Joey Bosa. Him, and, he's in that Dunlap to Bosa area, like prototype wise. Where I'm like, he's good, but it's like there's there's some things missing. And Joey Bosa is like very good, and Carlos Dunlap is good. He's like some in that range where he he has a very good potential. There's like so many good edge rushers. Number four, give me that freak speed of Nolan Smith. Um, <clears throat> my biggest concerns are the fact that he's very light. I saw him fall off of running backs a lot while tackling, not them falling off of him. <clears throat> um, but good in the open field, wraps guys up. I don't know what it is in that Georgia water, man. Those guys know how to tackle. Come on, four three nine speed. He's going to chase mother efforts down. I'm getting a lot of Isaiah Simmons meets Hassan Reddick vibes. <clears throat> like, he's like this weird in-between hybrid. Like, he's a freak athlete, but, like, he is really he's a weird position. He's an edge rusher, but he can sort of cover. <clears throat> One of his best highlights on his tape was a fucking interception. So, number three is Tyree Wilson. I'm like, Jerry's a three? Yes, because he should have dominated the Big 12. He was good, but he wasn't elite. Will Anderson dominated the SEC, and Miles Murphy dominated the ACC. Tyree Wilson was good. His college production is the reason I put Murphy ahead of him. <clears throat> I think he does everything right. But the no 40 times scares the hell out of me. How slow are you? Give me Derek Barnett vibes. But yeah. I think that Tyree Wilson is going to be a great number two edge rusher. I see a lot of, I circled, um, who did I circle for him? I, I said kind of along the lines. If you remember Tabahali of the uh, oh, yeah. of the uh, Chiefs, yeah, kind of gives me that kind of feel where he's a bigger, more physical guy. Great hand work, does everything right. It's slippery, hard to block. Um, kind of Tabahali meets Brandon uh, Graham. That's mm-hmm. the kind of the, uh, the the analysis I did for him. But because the next guy up on the list is I, I compared him to a Philadelphia Eagle off the back because the tape looks the same. Uh, Miles Murphy is Josh Sweat 2.0. Maybe a little bigger, though. He's Josh Sweat's athletic ability with uh, Khalil Mack's size. Um, freak fucking of nature. Every Go watch Miles Murphy. I texted Matt last night while watching his tape. I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? I watched, I mean, I got to watch him live against my Hurricanes for three years in a row. Guy's a monster at the point of attack. Can speed rush, bull rush, hand movements on point. Very explosive. No combine except for only 25 on, well, 25 on the bench press, though. That I like. If you can move dudes like that and close like he can, okay. You got my attention. Miles Murphy's going to fall to the teens. And if, if you said, hey, Jared, who's your pick of the Eagles uh, if they had to take an edge rusher, if they can't get uh, Will Anderson, I'm going to tell you Miles Murphy. I think he'd fit perfectly on the Eagles system. I think he'd be a nightmare to replace Brandon Grimm. Number one is Will fucking Anderson. I literally cir- wrote in bold letters and circled four times. Khalil Mack 2.0. Big, physical, explosive. We're not four fucking six. Are you kidding me? On top of that, the bench press. Everything. He looks strong at the point of attack. Everything is. I wrote hands sheesh because I watched this dude slap his hands around. I am like blown away watching this guy rush the passer. Will Anderson to me is the best pass rusher I have seen come out of the draft since Miles Garrett. Mm-hmm. Bar none. Just absolutely smoking. Just absolutely smoking dudes. I think he's the best player in this draft. I think he's better than Jalen Carter. I think Jalen Carter, I think he's a little, Jalen Carter's production scares me a little bit. Even when he had Jordan Davis on the field, he still wasn't like the most productive guy there. I think he's just, he's, everyone's intimidated by his size. 
But Will Anderson, holy fuck, he is the best edge rusher I've seen since Miles. Maybe even better than Miles Garrett. I'm not even sure. He has that potential. Yeah. We'll do linebackers That's, after this. Yeah, there's no arguing. Uh, there's no arguing that with Will Anderson. He's, he's the best overall at his position for this draft. Uh, I've got a very similar list. I got Lucas Van Ness right now at number five from Iowa. Uh, 6'5", 272, 4'5", 17 on the bench reps, like you were saying. His teammates call him Hercules because this man's absolutely shredded. Um, well-developed bed rusher with some solid size and power. Uses the power in his hips to dive through, to drive through his blockers on angle blocks and has great vision when stuffing the run. Um, I was comparing him to one of the Boza brothers just because of his physique. He's just an absolutely shredded man. Um, so I had him compared to the Boza brothers for that. Um, I've also got Nolan Smith from Georgia at number four. Uh, smaller edge rusher at 6'2", 238, I believe it is. <coughs> it's just an insanely fast um, edge rusher with a 4'3", 940. Um, smaller weight class edge rusher with tremendous burst and speed. Physical rusher, but smallish frame. Uh, could concern NFL teams with his side, but he's got solid technique and leverage and can be disruptive when he's hitting the gaps. Um, so my comp, I had him with like a Dion Buchanan. Just a, a very fast and light linebacker that could also maybe move into some sort of hybrid role. Um, but Deion Buchanan was just somebody that popped in my head like an Isaiah Simmons who's just a light, fast linebacker. Um, so then I got the next one. I have Tyree Wilson like you have as well. 6'6", 271, 23 on the bench. Um, oh, just a fucking large, massive man. Uh He's got an elite wingspan, sky's the limit with his capability and his tools to exceed in the NFL. Um, I think he's going to go top 10 in this draft. Um, I know we had him a lot compared with um, Seattle with that pick. Um, I think he goes top 10. Um, And I don't know if you mentioned this for him or not. I was looking at Carlos Dunlap. um, For who, Miles Murphy? Or uh, Trey? uh, Trey. Or Tyree Wilson. Tyree Wilson, I I said – because like, I saw somebody give him like Ziggy Onsen. I'm like, eh, I don't no, know. No, don't disrespect don't him like that. that. If anything, he's Shaq Lawson. That's who I, I think. I can see that too. I can see that too. He screams Shaq Lawson to me where he's got a good power balance, but he also has a good point of attack. Um, The other one I could look at seeing is um, Robert Robert Quinn. Mm-hmm. I can a, see that too. A bigger Robert Quinn. I can see that. I can see that. That's that's a better one than a Ziggy Ansel like NFL had. Um, so then Miles Murphy obviously is my number two. I actually have him as a comparison with Jason Pierre-Paul uh, with his size and what he does with his with his game. He's got 25 reps on the bench. No other no other drills reported that I saw. He's got excellent size, 6'5", 268. Um, NFL ready size wise, solid length, solid burst, and the. Um, um, and the tank's always full with him when he's in pursuit of the quarterback. Um, I got him as JPP. I just look at JPP in the beginning of his career, just a freak of nature, just all over the quarterback. Oh, yeah. Even without, even when he's got three fingers, he's still disrupting the quarterback and catching some passes on the interceptions. Um, so Will Anderson, obviously, is, is no surprise. He's my number one. He's 6'3 253, 4.640. Great build and excellent arm strength. Has great speed and athleticism. <laughs> Three-year starter at Bama. Obviously, is the best edge rusher in this draft. We'll probably go three to Will Anderson. Will Pop. That is who Will he is. He might go three to Arizona. That's what I'm trying to say. So I, I saw I saw people give him to Marcus Ware as a pro comparison. I thought more of what you were thinking with Khalil Mack as a comparison for Will Anderson. I like um, the Demarcus Ware, but Demarcus Ware wasn't as explosive as Khalil Mack was. No, Demarcus Ware. Yeah, I agree. He was almost more of just like a patient edge rusher. Just wasn't flashy and wasn't going to throw you off the line to get to the quarterback. But he was just like all around. It's just a solid elite um, edge rusher. Khalil Mack is more physical than DeMarcus Ware. I think that's why I had him with Will Anderson. I think Will Anderson's all going to be a lot more physical than DeMarcus Ware was with this game. Um, but that's my top five for those positions. All righty. We are switching to linebackers. Now, linebackers are a little different. There's only a few good ones this year who are like going to actually – there might be a couple sleepers, obviously. But I liked about four guys um, who I kind of were like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll give them their, their, their nod. Number four for me is Noah Sewell out of Oregon. I like his game. I don't love his game. It's kind of like – you know, 
I want to be like, yeah, this is awesome. Good job. But I'm like, mm, you, you do everything good, but you do everything good. That's the best way to put it here. Um, also tied for fifth. I'd say if I was going to do a fifth, I'd do DeMarvion over Sean. Uh, six for senior out of Texas. Four, six, 40, but the 15 reps on the bench scare the piss out of me because of who I have at number one. But you know what? Listen, bro, he's, dude's a freak athlete. He's going to be a good covers linebacker. Where I look at uh, Sua, I look at him a good Mike guy. Kind of reminds me of Ray Malaluga. I'm not just because of their upbringing. I'm talking about the fact that he kind of plays like them a little bit. If you remember Ray Malaluga from the uh, old USC days and then the Bengals. Also kind of reminds me of TJ Edwards a little bit. Where he's just, he's good at everything. He's not the biggest freak athlete, but he just, he's got good instincts. 6-3-229, though, is not terrible for Penn, uh, for Noah. Or, no, he's not 6-3, sorry. I'm losing my damn mind right now. Uh, Noah Sewell. Noah actually ran a decent 40. Um, 4-6-4, 27. This is what's, he's going to be a fucking freak middle linebacker. 27 on the bench press. What this shit, man? Uh, vertical jump 33. I mean, Noah C was an athlete. He's just, I just, they, they say he locate his inability to locate blockers. His instincts are a little bad. His, he can kind of get a little flat footed. That's why I think he's gonna be a good downhill middle linebacker. He needs to be paired like a freak. Honestly, I think the best fit for him is Philadelphia alongside Nicobe Dean, who's a freak athlete. So, uh, number three, I have Jack Campbell out of Iowa. My biggest thing with Jack Campbell was I don't like his lack of strength. For how big he should, for how big he is, his lack of strength scares the daylights out of me. But Jack Campbell, listen, 6'5", 250, he's the size, he's the width. Um, production was decent in Iowa, 465. A one five nine split's not bad. Uh, broad jump was almost eleven feet. Didn't do the bench press. That always scares me when they don't do that. Yeah, that's the easiest. Like, I'll fucking knock out sixteen. Just take me to the gym right now. Um, big frame, lanky, good at being blocking schemes. The problem is he sits flat footed in the hole. I've noticed this on his film twice. He'll sit flat-footed in the hole and he'll let a linebacker, he'll let a fullback or a guard like a Jason Kelty type or center just kind of get to him in the second level, and he's beat. Uh, also, he doesn't really have that like short area coverage burst where you know you're trying to like catch the guy across. He's lo- kind of a long strider, um, so I kind of worry about him in short coverage. But I feel like he can be used in a more of a run-heavy scheme where he's kind of with a coverage first two linebackers like a 3-4 kind of system but I like him a lot I think he's going to be a good second or third round pick I'm trying to I've never I don't really see any good uh, they don't really do any good combinations for this guy but like the way I looked at him I kind of saw not Wade Vanderish because he can cover what he reminds me of is um, remember Lance Briggs I do remember Lance Briggs kind of reminds me of Lance Briggs mixed with like DJ Williams where like they're they're okay at coverage, but they're better downhill running the scheme. They're good. They're just long run. They're long striders. Uh, number two, Drew Sanders. Now this dude's tape is actually really fun. Um, I really actually enjoyed watching him play ball. Now my biggest issue was I I don't love the fact that he... I don't believe I saw him at the Combine. Yeah, he wasn't at the Combine for anything. I don't think. I'm looking to see if he was. No, he had no Combine numbers. But <clears throat> here's the kicker. I might have missed him. You want to look and see if you get Combine numbers? I'm missing right now. But the one thing I like about him on tape is, Matt, he explodes in the tackles. He hits like a tank. He's fast, athletic. He can rush the passer. He was, he was an edge rusher at Alabama. That's why he transferred over to all, uh, Arkansas to play middle linebacker. He, he is impossible to block in the hole. I've seen this multiple times where he just wiggles past the fullback, and I'm like, "Yo, damn!" But he's in the back. Like, he's gonna be one of those guys who's gonna be a pain in the dick to block. Um, 
high praise reminds me a little bit like a poor man's Bobby Wagner, where it's just good luck blocking him in the open field. Uh, but unlike Wagner, he doesn't really have the size. I'd say almost, I, I mean, he just kind of sort of the size, but he's a little lanky, little lanky, I guess. That's the best way I could put it. But uh, So with Drew yeah. Sanders, I guess after, it says after not being able to participate in on-field drills at the NFL Combine, he put up, he put his athleticism on display with a very impressive 37 uh, vertical jump and a quick 4.59.40. Um, yeah, that so kind of yeah, so I don't I don't know what made him not be able to do everything else, but he he did he had a thirty seven uh, vertical jump and a four point five nine forty. Yeah, no, so I think I think they're okay there. Um, my biggest thing with him though is just I just want him to I want to see him like really kind of just be like all right. Um, like I want to see him make the big stick where I saw a guy like Kobe. He's always oh, too small. I'm like no, he laid the stick where I thought Devin Lowe was overdrafted last year. Um, so the only, uh, so here's the guy who I think is like this, this motherfucker reminds me of like Ray Lewis, six, two, two thirty five senior from, or not senior, senior, whatever. I don't give a shit. It doesn't matter. Um, Trenton Simpson. Now, Matt, if you want to watch good old fashioned punch you in the mouth football, go watch this dude's tape. Excellent open field tackler. Good in coverage, gets downhill in a fucking hurry, can play in three different positions in the linebacking field. 25 reps on the bench press as a linebacker. But then couples it with a 4-4-40 and a 1-5-5 10-second split. For people who don't know what a 10-second split is, that just shows how quick your burst is. That's insane. This dude is a freak tackle. I watched him t- like destroy my Hurricanes last year. Single hand. Like, they were holding up the line, but this guy was just wreaking havoc. Trent Simpson, to me, looks a lot like a poor man's kind of like a Ray Lewis kind of where, like, he's just everywhere. And he is a thumper. A thumper. Holy hell. Some of the hits he was landing these dudes. These are college running backs. But Tr- Trent Simpson is my number one linebacker off the board. If the Eagles do not get Devin White in the draft, he is who I want them to take with their second or third pick this year. I love his game. I think he's going to be a nightmare to block. I like that list. I like that list. Uh, I got mostly the same, a little different than you. Um, it is It is not a very linebacker-heavy draft. Um, so you got a lot of guys on this list that, you know, you got maybe one or two where you're like, oh, I can't wait to see them in the league. And then you got another, the rest are more, you know, I, I hope they get into systems that work for them and maybe they sit behind some veteran leadership and then they become full-time starters down the road. But I got, so like an honorable mention, I have Diane Henley out of Washington State. He's a 6'1", 225, ran a 4.5440. Inside linebacker with good <clears> speed <throat> and toughness, plays the game fast, a plenty of hustle. Rangy linebacker that can go from sideline to sideline. He's got good length and can make a can make immediate impact with special teams as well. Um, a lot of experience with special teams. Um, I had him a comparison with a, like a Quan Alexander. Um, that was just an honorable mention that I had just to throw that in there. Yeah. Um, number four, I'm going with I'm going to go with Nick Herbig um, out of Wisconsin. He's 6'2", 240, 4.6540. He's a three-year starter as a 3-4 outside linebacker. He doesn't have the size and strength, but has plenty of potential and athleticism. Uh, more than 26% of his career tackles has resulted in a loss of yards. Um, he's a physical prospect that's a developmental player. Would work with a this is when I would work with a team where maybe he doesn't have to take 100% of the snaps. He can kind of fill in to learn the system. linebacker. Yeah, something yeah, okay. like that. Um, the comparison, Bleacher Report had like a Jerome Baker form. Um, could see that over. I okay. forgot what the I forgot what NFL or Lancer <clears throat> I just I didn't really agree with it, but I thought this was better than whatever they were giving him. Um, number three, I'm throwing in Trenton Simpson that like you were mentioning before. Uh, 6'2", 235, 4'4", He is a small frame linebacker, but he's fast-paced. He's got starting experience on inside linebacker and outside linebacker, so he's versatile, rare speed, uh, good read on offense, and res- um, good read 
um, against the offense and response to plays, explosive linebacker as a blitzer. Um, I got him like a Darren Lee. Like I know Darren Lee did not have an illustrious NFL career, but he was also small framed fast linebacker. So that just his his I mean, two, um, two, two thirty two ain't a small frame. It's not a mass. I knew that linebacker wise, that's hybrid right there. It's the same size as Darren Lee, in a sense. But I, I had him as that comparison with him. That I read that, and I thought that made sense with him. Um, number two, I'm going to go with Drew Sanders um, out of Arkansas. 6'4", 235. Unique linebacker prospect with physical traits, um, athleticism, and skill set to be an inside linebacker, stand-up, or stand-up edge rusher. Uh, versatile prospect with great traits mm. and body frame. Possessed the athleticism to beat tackles around the edge. Um, I saw a comparison for him as like a Tremaine Edmonds. Um, I believe yeah, that I was from. Yeah, I saw I was like, damn, that's high praise. That was that was very high praised. Um, hey, more power to him. I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be a very talented linebacker. Um, so more power to him with that one. And obviously, number one, I've got my guy Jack Campbell. I know I've been high on him, hoping the Jets can take him in the second round if he gets to them at that point. Um, 465, 465, 249, inside linebacker that plays with good physicality, long frames, very good communicator with his team, solid feel for blocking and a tackler. Um, day two guy that I think can make an immediate impact with the team. Um, I was toggling back and forth between comparisons because I also didn't really care for the Leighton Van Der Esch one. Um, Somebody that I thought of, I don't know if you know this guy or not, but David Harris was an old linebacker on the Jets. I remember can, him. I remember can, David Harris. Continuously led the team in, in tackles every season. And this is what Jack Campbell reminds me of a guy that's going to be a tackle machine and probably lead this team in tackles every year. So I got David Harris as a comparison with him. So th- those are my five. Well, those are my four with my fifth honorable mention for that position group. Fair enough, man. Also, by the way, did you know Phil Blinsey's in the XFL? I just got a text. From I did. Like, they're like, when did Phil Blizzy join, like, join the XFL? I'm like, dude, like, I kind of love he's, that he's like. Seattle? Still in Seattle? Still doesn't fumble. Yeah, he still hasn't fumbled. He carries that to the XFL. I, I saw that the other day, and I was shocked. I had no Who idea. He has the I mean, choppiest I, feet I've ever seen in my life when he runs the ball. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Phil Blinsey, man. That's a, he's a he's a RB1 in the XFL, I bet. Dude, he's probably one of the top. I think I honestly, he's probably one of the top five most talented running backs in the league. Yeah, uh, he was fun to watch. I mean, I, you know what? I kind of he got a bad deal. <clears throat> he did. I, I kind of wish that uh, Trent Richardson would go to the XFL because he was lighting it up in the uh, USFL. Yeah, when they I think started that. He's retired at this point. I want to see um, who was it? Uh, big. I know Bo Scarborough is already in XFL, right? Yeah, I believe so too. Yeah. It's crazy, man. These guys are just in the league a year ago, it feels like. I want to see my boy, um, the, the, he's the power room back from the, from the uh, Hurricanes last year. I want to see him go there, too. I can't remember his name right now. Um, Cameron Harris. Dude's a tank, but runs a 4 4. I would love to see him in that. But um, yeah, that's our linebacker prospect. Next week, we do defensive backs, and then it's NFL draft week. Fuck! I can't wait. I can't believe it's already around so, the corner. NFL Draft Week. We're doing. We are doing our mock draft 2.0 full on mock draft show with our boy Cruz. Uh, he'll be there to break down those picks. Um, should be a fun show, um, ladies and gentlemen. We appreciate you guys stopping by. <clears throat> Shout out to our sponsors. As always, we love you. Eatsofficial.com promo code Cornbread for ten percent off. Candidates.com promo code play up 20 for 25% off. Oh, by the way, now you can get booster packs. Just keep the 10, buy in bulk. So I'm gonna go do. I'm actually about to go order a giant bag of citrus and a giant bag of mint. Um, and then also uh, uh Marlboros promo code belly up for 15% off, and true classic tees promo code belly up as well. So that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you for stopping by today. We will see you guys on Mon- uh, Thursday, actually, for the Corner with Bree game. Uh, and then next Tuesday, I believe, again, for um, our defensive back show. We might squeak in part two of our OG mock draft, or we might just can it. I'm not sure, and just redo the whole thing. But either way, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you stopping by. I'm going to go down a gallon of salmon and potatoes and salad. 
and probably two more beers and pray my Timberwolves win tonight. Uh, right now, my parlay is getting screwed because the Reds are beating the Braves. Fucking Braves. But uh, enjoy. Peace out. Hey, at least Matt's Yankees delivered for me. They covered by a lot. Yeah, 10, to, 10 to 2, I think it was when I last checked. 10 to 2. Uh, Someone just checked. And I'm like, look at the Reds' Braves score. I'm like, motherfucker. Watch. The Diamondbacks and the and the Diamondbacks Timberwolves are both going to win. But the Reds are going to, the, the Braves are going to fuck me. Right against the Reds. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you stopping by. Uh, uh, check us out on iTunes, on, on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Um, next week's episode is up to 250. Uh, I'll guess you stop by. And also, we are a grand return to YouTube. So, should be a fun time. Uh, have a good week. Hey guys, Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly of Podcast Network.